Hello, everybody. What? We're talking at the same time now. (laughs) Hey, everybody. This is Michelle Hayward and Casey Aether. We're back again for another Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Thursday. We are back to talk about allies. And the reason we always circle or come back to this, especially right now, is I don't know if you're on my email list, you know I sent out a message this week. So 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 Casey, follow me. And it was that um you quit after 51 days. Literally, George Floyd was murdered on uh, May 25th. And you have seen a drastic reduction in people discussing systemic racism. And what I wanted to bring about and really discuss, like, how do you keep the conversation going, especially as an ally? How do you continue to do the work? So today we're going to dig in deeper as to what is an ally. Um, And if you've been with us for a while, we have a whole acronym um, for ally. I'm going to pop it up real quick. And then Crystal's going to jump into it and really start. And we'll have this discussion about how you um, are an ally. But this is what we shared uh, a few weeks ago, and we're going to go into it a bit deeper today as to what are those actions you take as an ally and what does that look like? So we probably get to one or two of these today. So just just stay with us and we'll get you there. So, uh, Crystal, let's go. All right. So I was thinking about this. A lot of times we talk about what's important to do and then people want more concrete ideas. And then I thought, okay, well, let me think about something I can recommend that I think is powerful. And so for the first A, I think it's very powerful and important to know and understand and have awareness of the privilege that we have. And one of the tools or one of the awareness raising Um, tools that I use that I read myself and have been sharing along my journey with others um, is Peggy McIntosh's um, How Are White Privilege Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack? And so I'm going to pull that up and just kind of share it. And I'm not going to read through all of it today, but I highly recommend folks um, check it out. So let me see if I can pull this up. And nope, it's denying me. Okay, well, that's too bad. (laughs) So I'll just say it one more time clearly, and I'm going to read a couple of them um, myself. So it's White Privilege, Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack by Peggy McIntosh. And the first line, she says, I was taught to see racism only in individual acts of meanness not in invisible systems conferring dominance on my group. So that's a powerful quote that is at the very top. And what it is, is basically multiple pages. I'm looking at 50 things listed um, under daily effects of white privilege. And it's things like, I'm just going to name a couple. I can, if I wish, arrange to be in the company of people of my race most of the time. So that's the first one. The second one, I can avoid spending time with people whom I was trained to mistrust and who have learned to mistrust my kind for me or me. Um, So basically it's about choice. So even in just reading two of them, you're starting to see that privilege actually 
can also be experienced as having increased or more choices. So that's the first one that I highly recommend. And I'm just going to say it one more time, which is White Privilege, Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack by Peggy McIntosh. And I'm looking up to read it to make sure I got all the words in a row correctly so you can Google it and find it very quickly and easily. So that's the first one that I would name for awareness raising. Um, the second letter that we oftentimes talk, or actually, let me ask you, Michelle, do you want to come in and say anything about the first one? I, I think for the first one, when you think have about you heard of it first of all, yes or no? I'm and sorry. then like what have you heard of it? Have you no. heard of this list? No? Okay. No, no, I haven't heard of the list. Um just just going, just reflecting back a bit uh on the book club, right? Mm -hmm. And we were talking about um Ibram Kendi's book. Yes. How to be um, an anti racist. How to be mm -hmm. an anti racist. And one of the comments was, I don't have the power, but, you know, and, and somebody was explaining how they went, they were at their place of employment and they talked to somebody who was in a power position about how they felt about how they were recruiting talent in the organization and hiring. And the person's comment in the book club was they didn't have the authority. And I explained to them, you have privilege, you have power, you have influence. And understanding that you have those and how to leverage them and to use them to break down systemic racism is really important. So those that, you know, we, we say privilege, but also understand the influence you have within organizations, even if you don't have the power, right? You can go in and you can help influence change within that organization as an ally. So don't discredit that, be, even though you don't have the, the, the authoritative role. So I, I just wanted to add that in. That was it. Good. Cool. Yeah. So I would highly recommend looking up um, this by Peggy McIntosh. And it's really just important for allies who are new, who really don't understand what is privilege. I don't get it. A lot of times I hear folks saying things like, you know, I've had a really hard life or I grew up poor or, you know, insert whatever it is that you think takes away from the privilege that you're hearing in your ear. So your understanding of privilege is such that it means to you currently, if that's your thought in your head, it means, oh, it means that there's no barriers. No, that's not what it means. So if you're thinking, hmm, when people say I have privilege and I wanna tell them why I don't have privilege, this is what I recommend you read. If that has ever been a thought in your head, I highly recommend reading this. This will help you in that journey and get past the first A. Because if you're not past the first A of awareness that this is a problem that needs to be fixed and that you're just going to get stuck. You're going to get stuck in the whole like me too, that y'all lives matter type of mentality. So this is going to break you out of that. Okay, so the second thing that I brought today was a personal rule that I try to share with folks called the listening rule. And so in our acronym, the first letter is A, awareness. The second letter is listen. Now, listening is a skill. And let me tell you, I'm not that great at it. I'm still working on it all the time. I am a curious person. I'm constantly thinking about the next thing I wanna ask whenever someone says something about 
anything interesting to me. I'm like, ooh, and then my brain will just go into this whole like narrative around something that got me excited that they said early on. And then I'm done listening. Um, it, it, so that could, you know, that's a well-intentioned, not deep listening situation. There's also like the defensive not listening situation where you hear something that you disagree with. Maybe you're not even curious. You're just like, disagreement here. Um, then now you're turned off, you're no longer listening, and you're trying to figure out how do I respond to that one part that I just know I don't agree with and I am stuck there. I can't keep listening. So those are two ways that I experience personally a, an, a, a barrier to me listening to understand. And that's what I'm trying, and that's what I'm gonna share with you today. So listening to understand, the listening rule is, here it is, you listen so that you can paraphrase it back to the person that just shared the message with you. Whatever message they're trying to share with you, paraphrase it back in your own language, not in the language they used, in your own, so that they can see, okay, that's not the word I would choose and why. Or actually, you totally missed this one very specific part that I'm trying to focus on and I see that you actually spent most of the time paraphrasing this other part. And thank you for paraphrasing it because now I realize I actually want you to focus more on this and this was just like filler stuff. This is just the listening rules um, practice that I've experienced so far. I, I know a lot of people do listening rule for de-escalation. So I just took a course on de-escalation and they were talking about you listen to the person that is elevated or upset. You make sure that they know that you're listening. Listening and repeating back, paraphrasing, does not mean agreement. It means that you are valuing what they're saying enough to focus on what they're saying to make sure you have grasped the concept and then you're gonna work to give it back to them so that you can make sure that you're on the same page. You have a shared understanding of the message they sent. So that is the secret sauce of listening, deep listening, true listening to understand. That is allyship listening. One more time, you listen to understand so that you can paraphrase back what you are hearing and, and learning, okay? Listening to understand as an ally means to listen to paraphrase back because we're trying to learn. We're trying to understand the other and their point of view. And some people will say, oh, but I learned by playing devil's advocate. And that's not what we're talking about today. We are talking about listening to understand the other point of view and paraphrasing it back so that they can fill in the gaps. That's it. Yes, you can start having questions and dialogue. I'm only doing listening rule. Okay, that's it. That's my big lesson on the L for today. What do you think, Michelle? Um, I, I love it. And I, I found, and, and it just really comes from education, um, is as the teacher's talking, you're taking notes, right? And so, so too often we're we're trying to take mental notes or when a discussion like wait let me make sure i get this right as opposed to really just listening to what the person says and you're trans you're um translating it like you said to your own terms and then repeating back what you said so i think it's really important too often whether we're in meetings in school on sales calls whatever it is we're generally taking notes and we're not as engaged as we could be and should be. And it's really important, like you said, to repeat back so that you see if you truly understand what was said. Um, so that was gonna be my tip. Like, wait, she's, 
doing my tip. Okay. So we both agree. <laughs> um, and, and, it's, and I'm not, and it's like me playing on my phone. I'm just checking for LinkedIn. But it's like that. It's like, well, I'm waiting for a call from my daughter. It's like, let's make sure we're truly engaged with what's going on in the conversation. I agree. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we have been covering allyship and the A for awareness is understanding the water that you're swimming in before you take the next step of listening and engaging and, and taking in more information as an ally to, to better understand the perspective of marginalized or oppressed communities. And then the next L is learn. So Michelle and I both were part of a book club where we were reading Ibram Kendi's How to Be an Anti-Racist. And I'm just gonna just say, recommend, highly recommend reading, start to finish, listen to it. And that book is amazing just to teach you a lot of stuff and, and help you unlearn a lot of the things that we were taught. So I can't recommend it high enough. Like if you're gonna learn and for the times that we're in right now, this is this is a book I really highly recommend. And if you've already read it, then I would go to his reading list and, and go through the, cause he has this uh, book club reading um, guide and questions, but below the guide and questions for the book club um, that he created, there's also further reading recommendations. So if you've already read his book, scroll down to the bottom of the discussion guide and find yourself something that gets you excited. So Michelle and I did the same thing um, a few days ago and I was like, ooh, this one sounds good. Ooh, that one sounds good. So um, it, it could get dangerous if you really like learning um, like I do, because <laughs> I'm like, I want this one and that one and the other one. Um, so learning is really fun. It was really interesting when we were talking about going through the list, like, oh, I read that in high school. She was like, I didn't read that. I was like, really? I said, maybe because I'm in South Carolina in a small town with two historically black colleges and universities, and my teachers graduated from historically black colleges and universities. So they had us reading to um, Toni Morrison, and they had us reading other black authors. And so one of my favorite black authors is actually Langston Hughes. And so Mother to Son is my second favorite poem of his. And so it was really interesting how education is set up very differently and what we're exposed to. So going through the list, it's like, but I, I can remember distinctly going through college, not having any exposure to those books, right? Um, unless I had gone to an African-American studies class. So it was, it was very enlightening as we're going back and forth and discussing books and what's next for the book club how our experiences to what we have been exposed to is very limited um, as far as diversity. And so that really talks about and, and really shows systemic racism of what you are exposed to and who you're exposed to um, as far as literature and history. And so it's, so it's really important for us to sit there and analyze and create a list of books that really show systemic racism, but um, as far as what was presented to you in, in high school as reading options or junior high as reading options and then further in, in, in higher ed. So it was, it was a great conversation just between the two of us. And so I encourage you when you go through the list, go through it with other people and see what they have been exposed to. Those who have been longtime allies, those who have spent some time, maybe let's say since Mike Brown and Black Lives Matter movement, and those that are newer and see really what each of you have studied, have read and been exposed to prior to, because it's really, really eye-opening to how systemic racism 
has really um, narrowed and excluded so much when it comes to even reading materials. So, and what it encourages and so forth. So anyway. We'll, we'll that is so good, yes. I love that challenge that Michelle just put out there. So the challenge is go look at the discussion guide questions from uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram Kendi and review the recommended reading list with someone and see and compare, you know, some people. So Michelle, many of those books she had read. I grew up in South Texas on the border of Mexico and none of those, none of those were on, on the reading list. Granted, I moved in high school, so it would have had to be on a, a junior high reading list. Um, but even then there was nothing really talked about even in Texas history, which we are all required at that time in seventh grade to learn about Texas history. And I've said this before, we didn't even, I didn't learn, I had no idea were there slaves in Texas. I had no idea. And yeah. Juneteenth is actually rooted in yeah. when the message arrived in Texas. Yeah. So you'd think I would have learned that in Texas history, but anyway, now I'm off on a tangent. I'm gonna bring it back in, sorry everyone. Um, but thank you, Michelle. I like the challenge to review that reading list with someone else and, and reflect on, you know, what, you know, what is that? That's embedded um, racism, you know, the policy of who gets to choose what history we learn about in school. So, okay, so that's learn. And then the why, yes, to action. Um, my recommendation for folks today that I bring is 20 way, 26 ways to be in the struggle beyond the streets. So there is this PDF, which I highly recommend Googling. So it's 26 ways to be in the struggle beyond the streets. And I, I bring this up for multiple reasons. Number one, protesting is wonderful. Do it if you feel safe and able and it's an option for you, but there's also a whole bunch of other ways that you can take action and you should be taking action um, if it's if it's accessible for you in your situation. So you need to self-assess and I highly recommend looking into 26 ways um, to be in the struggle beyond the streets. So that is an awesome resource and I'm just going to click over here and read a few of them so you can get a little understanding of what some of the recommendations are. So it's host or attend, um, attend a know your rights training, um, an online fundraiser. Let's see, let's zoom in a little bit on this one. Um, be a grounding or a self-care buddy to someone. Uh, offer to help create a safety plan with someone. Uh, create intentional spiritual space for um, you, someone or a group of people in your in your sphere in your life create a home base continue to reflect on your privilege attend a planning meeting or strategy calls support or organize healing justice events cook a, a pre or post march meal create and share art offer to be the emergency contact for someone uh, coordinate or provide ch child care that's a huge one um, spread the word on rallies and actions and events Etc. So there's all sorts of ways you can support and be a part of what is happening, which is shifting from the old way that is oppressive and embedded and diseased with racism into a new world where we are creating that actively. So we need to pull together and, and we need all sorts of people to be doing all sorts of different um, activities. So Michelle's trying, yeah, I, I tried to look it up, but there isn't like a very clean PDF, but you can find it on, um, it's like issue, US 
or issuu.com. But anyway, so that's who, where it came up. But you can find it, 26 Ways to Be in the Struggle Beyond the Streets. You can also just follow activists and a lot of people online and they're sharing different ways that you can be supportive. You know, maybe you can volunteer at the polls. Maybe you can volunteer to, you know, pull together resources, local resources of information and put it out there for people um, in your family. Maybe find the deadlines for certain things, um, for voting registration, for voting ballots um, getting mailed to you for whatever. Um, so anything that you can do to help and support people and this work continuing and being sustainable, that is being an ally. So making sure, this is a long journey, it's, it's long. So we're gonna need all the things. We're gonna need childcare, we're gonna need food, we're gonna need health, we're gonna need emergency plans. So, um, it's very exciting. Yes, Michelle got it up on the screen for us. So this is kind of what it looks like. Um, it's multiple pages and different ideas. And there's a little blurb about each of the things. So you can read through it and say, hey, you know what? This one works for me. This one doesn't really work with who I am and how my life is set up. And you can choose. So there isn't one right or wrong way to be in the struggle against oppression and resisting racism. So check it out and I'll just do a little check-in with Michelle. What do you think? Do you have anything to share? Nope. <laughs> no, no uh, I don't have anything additional to share. I just, uh, I was like, let me pull this list up. I like it, um, but it's really, really important. I would say while we always tell allies it's, it's a long journey it is a worthwhile journey, right? And it's the impact that you truly make on society. And so I would say it's a long journey, it's, it's a lifetime. So it's part, it becomes part of your everyday life. So it's not like you push hard every day. There are literally steps and actions you take that may seem small, but yet they're impactful over a lifetime. So think, think of it that way. It's sort of like, um, how many miles do you drive or walk every day? And over time, it's so many, it adds up. And so it really like, oh, I need to replace my car. I'm at 250,000 miles, right? How many years did it take you to get to that 250,000 miles? And that's the same way um, you're gonna look at the time it takes you to drive the 250,000 miles, 250, miles and, and how much work you do in between that zero miles on the odometer to that 250,000 miles. So. We say lifetime is long. It's, it's going to be a long period. It's just those small daily actions you take that really change the world and really help to break down systemic racism. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll hand it back over to you, Crystal. All right. So I'll just recap. So we were talking about actions or um, that you can take to be an ally. And I'll just recap. A was awareness. And I was recommending that we check out White Privilege, Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack by Peggy McIntosh. And then for the L, the first L, I'm talking about listening for understanding. So deep listening and being able to repeat back and rephrase. It's specifically rephrasing in your own personal language so that the person who you're trying to make sure you understood can find the gaps in our understanding of what they said. So that is very important and specific. 
Um, the next thing is learn. And I just was continuing to recommend to read How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram Kendi. And then Michelle had an awesome challenge, which was to check out the discussion guide that Kendi created for his book and review the recommended readings with someone else and, and compare, you know, how was it you know, because Michelle had read a lot of those books in high school and I went to high school in Iowa. We never were assigned those books. So, you know, there was discrepancy there. And that's actually showing you how racism is embedded. So in my mostly white high school, we were not required to read many black women authors. And therefore now I'm as an adult having to go back um, and, and relearn. So then the yes to action I was recommending to check out 26 ways to be in the struggle beyond the streets, um, as well as just looking in, around in your life to understand how can you support this movement that's going forward. So check out that list and assess yourself in your situation and see what and where and how you can contribute and be a part of this moving forward sustainably. You know, we gotta eat, we gotta support each other, we gotta have emergency plans, we gotta have childcare all that good stuff. So how do we band together as a community to support this continuing forward? All right. So that's the recommendations. Michelle, what do you think? I, I like them. Uh, <laughs> I think we get too often, especially for um, new allies, they get overwhelmed. And these are one or two things you're gonna select. Don't You don't have to do all 26. Just again, go, instead of going wide, go deep and just do that one thing. So it may be something you do on the fundraising side and you're consistently working on something every month, every quarter to raise, let's say, $5,000 a quarter. And that could just strictly be for bail for protesters. So whatever it is, you, you're going to create that plan. You're going to execute it. You're going to have that follow through with it. And you may build out a team that consistently helps you do that. So don't don't worry about doing everything. You want to keep that do that those one or two things and just go deep instead of wide. I love that. All right. Well, that's it. That's what we got for you today. We did it in 25 minutes. Yay us. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I know Crystal can talk. I was like, Crystal, I don't know if you're gonna make it through all four. And she was like, Okay, I'll do just two. Like, oh, she did great. So, and all four. <laughs> this is this has been really good. But if you have other resources, be sure to drop links. We'd love to see them, love to share them out, love to discuss them, because in all, it really does take as many of us as possible to break down systemic racism. This is, like we said, it is a marathon, not a sprint. I wish it were. If it was, it would have been over decades ago, a hundred plus years ago, and it's not. So let's keep working for this. Let's, you know, keep learning and growing and activating to break down systemic racism. And I'm not smiling because I'm happy. I'm smiling because I like where we're going. I like the activation. And in 50, 54 days right now, let's keep the momentum and let's turn that momentum into plans and action. All right. You're very, very welcome. So everybody have a great week. We will not be back next week. Um, we are both, it's interesting. We're both booked on a Thursday, right? <laughs> so we won't be here next week. We will be back in the last, the last Thursday of August. We'll be back. So the 23rd, we won't be here on the 30th. We will be back, but Hey, just still connect with us, still send us messages. 
drop those comments, um, resources, topics. What do you need help with? We're definitely here to support you. All right, everybody. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>